do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. So they're seeking drama? No, never. They would never seek drama. <laughs> Their lives are not portioned out in bits of drama. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, and that was a lot of drama about complaining about drama, wasn't it? No, not really. Sorry. I mean, I'm a, I'm a believer in venting and getting it out of your system. <laughs> venti, venti, venti. <laughs> so, oh, God. Every now and then it happens. Even, yeah. you know, with To the me. best of us, we just got to say what's on our mind. Yeah. I've been guilty lately of vague booking. Oh. Uh, saying, I said something the other day like, Y'all, y'all people, you will just fall for any kind of branding. Oh, that just looks so wonderful. And you don't ever dig beneath the surface. And then you complain because you got ripped off or it wasn't what you thought it was. And it's like, y'all, discernment, it is a thing. Yeah. Practice it. It is a thing. I was going to talk to you about it. Um, then I'll, I'll, you know, then you came in and I completely forgot what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to talk to you about discernment. But I actually think that your subject was a better one for the times. Well, maybe we can get in a little bit of both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do so. Let's do so. Well, in our pre-show, and I want to preface everything by saying that uh, Alicia and I are both in kind of a healing cycle from being through a lot of stuff. Y'all know that our beloved store, Raven and Crone, is moving from its original location to the new location, and that has been a lot of extra work, I know, for you. It's not so much extra work for me. I'm going to come in tomorrow and move some stuff around, but it's been a lot of extra work, and you have been busy, busy, busy with all kinds of things, and so we, we have had a few days in which we can just kind of take a deep breath and get a little bit centered. But in that time, and it, it, is, it is so hard for me to imagine that yesterday I put on my mailbox three sympathy cards for three different people. Because wow. people are dying right and left. And celebrities, yes, Bob Saget died. And, you know, he, he is a very was a very popular person in, in the culture. A lot of people knew him and loved him. But, I mean, it's this person's mama and that person's mama and this person's dad and, and this person's dog or that person's... I mean, it's just we are surrounded by death. Right now we really, really are. It's it's and it it feels like an abnormally large amount of people. Although I know a lot of people go this time of year. Yes, it's true. I mean, winter. Well, when, it'd be interesting to run the statistics on that about what time of year most people die. It probably evens out, but I think it's it's especially hard because here we are in the new year, twenty twenty two, 
and we were afraid to be excited about it because we were excited about 2021, and mm. it was just a dumpster fire from January to December. Yeah. So people are a little bit afraid to even have hope or to even be excited about things mm-hmm. happening that are going to be good. So, well, and, and it's people, and as we get older, our friends' mamas and daddies and siblings are going to die. That's just, that's the nat- natural order of things. Our contemporaries are starting to die in my class. Yeah, mine too. Well, and pretty much have been. Speaking about grief, it's not just for the people that we've lost. People are grieving the time that they've lost, the decisions that they've made, the things that they've had put upon them since the pandemic started, the state of the world, the state of our politics, our political system, I should say. Uh, I I was grieving for that myself not too long ago. I was thinking, boy, I never thought that the 1970s would be the good old days of politics. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've said more than once, I never would have dreamed that I would consider Richard Nixon a statesman. Yeah. And yet, and yet, here we are. Uh, something that's been interesting to me, and it, it says something about the depth and the breadth of Christianity in our culture. I've never been a Christian, so I'm not somebody who converted. I never was a Christian, though I come from a family of Christians on both sides. But lately, what, has, what I've said to so many people and what I've found comforts me are those verses of the 23rd Psalm. Mm. And that was my grandmother's favorite psalm, and we, we spoke that at her memorial. But I, I just keep telling people, we are in the valley of the shadow of death, yeah. and there is no question about it. There's not. Yeah. And for those of us who practice a different religion, a different philosophy or belief set, it's the most active thing I've ever seen. Um, it's more active than Salwin was and more active than at the height of, of the pandemic last year. Yeah. And yeah. So it's just people are letting go. People are letting go. Yeah. And, I mean, I may have said it before here. I've certainly mm-hmm. said it other places. But there are some people who think <clears throat> that stepping through the veil who are going down the path, who are heading towards light, whatever, that they are dying so that they can work from the other side because they are finding that they are. it is too hard to work on this side oh. of where we are. I, so hmm. some people are taking some comfort in that. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah. And then some people are just having despair because they live around so much stupidity. Yes. Yes. I mean, after a while, you you just get it just gets sad after a while. Well, and I find that my response to so many things is I is the the idea of slapping people, mm. and I haven't thought about it golly decades of just smacking somebody across the face, mm-hmm. and that is because we're we are yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will mm-hmm. fear no evil. And that's the thing, that's that last part we need to remember. Mm-hmm. I will fear no evil. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I wanted to read you what I sent to one of my friends and students yesterday who was just in despair. So what do I do? What do I do? Oh my gosh, <clears throat> is this as bad as it feels like it is? 
And I said, it is that bad. And she said, okay, what can I do? <coughs> Sorry, y'all. And I responded with, keep your eyes and your ears open. Say your prayers. Pull your kids and your loved ones close. And yeah, keep your shields up. Stay close to your ancestors and to the divine. That's the best I got. Well, you got you got another one you might have forgotten. This this is one that I've talked about today with my friend. Matter of fact, we had a long conversation about this. He is the political opposite of me, but we find so much in common. It's not even funny. The thing that I remember is circles on the ground. Because when it comes to grief, you can either go deeper into it and hope you can find your way out of it someday. Yeah. Some people want to swim all the way into it. Or you can get yourself out of it by hook or crook is how I think of it. And it's like, I might feel like I'm not done grieving. But if I let myself grieve as much as I want to about certain things, that's all I would do yeah. is sit around yeah. and grieve. And I'm not going to do it. But I don't have any power to answer to these big giant things that I see happening and that I was talking about today. And so he and I got to this point. He's had two, two deaths in the same week. Mm in his immediate family and two more that happened with his close friends, his inner circle. So that's a lot of death for one overwhelmed, overworked person. Yeah. yeah. And, and we, especially, especially this one. But anyway, I said, you know, I told him about your theory about circles on the ground and what it meant. Mm -hmm. And I said, so that's really all you can do. I can't tell you if this conspiracy theory is right. I can't tell you because, first of all, I don't believe half of them. <laughs> and second of all, I'm not putting my time for it towards it because yeah. I can't be effective. I can't help that part of it. I'm not close enough to that subject, or I don't know enough, not that I don't want to, but the things that I can do, I do because it helps me get out of my despair about stuff and my depression, yeah. even if I don't feel like doing it. So if you have big grief, one thing that you might consider doing is make out your list of the dead. Remember them in writing. Yes, yes. And then when it comes time to put them on the altar at the end of the year, you don't have to do anything except go back to one document. Yeah. And it'll remind you of a lot of things, but it's also really therapeutic. Yes, it is. It is therapeutic. And I want to I want to give the big thumbs up to really expressing your grief. Yeah. Because our culture and we've talked about this before when we talk about the way Southerners do death. Mm. But in in our culture, there is this expectation that that you have nursed your granddad through his final illness, and he's been hard as hell, and you have lost work, and you have lost connections with the people that support you and love you, and he has fi he has finally made that transition from matter to spirit, and there is an expectation that you have a flurry of activity at the funeral home. And then you do the visitation. 
and then you have the funeral, and then you put them in the ground, or you put them in an urn, or wherever they go, and you get your ass back to work. And that is not... After a giant meal. After a giant meal. And that is not healthy. It's not healthy in any way. It's not healthy for the people around you. It's not healthy if you're trying to pretend that you're not broken, Mm -hmm. because you are. And the faster we get over this notion of, well... They're dead now, and I'm really sorry, but, you know, I've got this account I've got to take care of. It's like there is nothing more important than honoring the fact that this person who is important in your life, pivotal in your life, mm-hmm. has is no longer in your life in the way that they were. Yeah. And and people just, they don't get it, and, they, and they'll and they talk about people behind their back. You know, she just still is so broke up about that. Well, you get to be broke up as long as you need to be broke up. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. And, you, you know, if it takes you five years to get to the place where you can say that person's name, then it's taken you five yeah. years. That's all. Yeah. That's and, all. You, you know, the thing is, you're not weak. The, no. weak. the weak thing to do is to bury it back like it never happened. Yeah. That's weak because then you're not you're not working through your shit. And, and you, that's the nature of humans. We've got to get through it. Yeah. Uh, or else it just will linger there and... Be a burr in the saddle forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and sometimes all you need is one person to talk to, but sometimes you're going to do stupid things in front of people yes. that you don't even know, and it's going to happen for a long time. And that, and all of that is okay, and we need to, as a culture, just go, yep, well, you know, six months ago, her granddaddy died, mm-hmm. and she she's just not over it, and that's okay. Yeah, it is okay. And and it's also okay to say to that person that you mm-hmm. love who is going through this thing and is, uh, I don't know, drinking too much or cutting the food or whatever they're doing. It's okay to say to them, I love you so much. What can I do to help support you right now? That's you, a good way to put it, too. Do you need to listen in here? Do you need me to bring you some supper? What do you need? And if you need me to leave you alone, I'm happy to do that, too. Mm-hmm. But know that I love you, mm-hmm. and I'm here for you. Yep. Yep. And to listen. Yep. We talk about that all the time, listening. Yeah, we do, but it's important. That's that's my, my group of manions. We never did mm-hmm. say that to each other until yeah. we had a death affect us all. Yeah. And yeah. now we say it. <laughs> no, yeah. and that, that, that's healthy. And that's the kind of community we all want to live in. Yep. The sort of place where we hold each other up. Yeah. You know? I had a big learning lesson. This this last year was the first salon that I'd worked through at the shop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have that big altar there. Yeah. People were coming in from literally from hundreds of miles away. People were making trips from out of state to come in and honor their their loved ones by putting their name on the altar there because they knew that they would find a community there. And so that, so for days and days and days, people would walk up to the counter where I was, and then I'd hear the story of who went on the altar yes. and why. Yes. And I never cried so much in public in my life. Yeah. You know, how can you not sometimes? Yeah. You see somebody up there crying because they lost their daddy or, or whoever, and it just oh my goodness! But it was such a cathartic experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was unexpected for me. And such a precious thing mm-hmm. to to share with someone. Yeah, 
that they yeah. feel safe to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. Y'all, you can't see us, of course, but as soon as Alicia said the word daddy, we both we were like, no. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Well, Mercury retrograde. <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> yeah. Mm. But I know we, uh, Do you have we whiskey? Talk, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Where's the tissues? Uh, oh, here oh, they are. Wait, here's the damn tissues. Right here? Oh, there's some right here, too. We got yeah. them all over. Now, y'all, just hang on. Now, you know, I thought... There's some nice crows while we both blow our noses <laughs> over our daddies. Yeah, I know. Woo. He's been around. It's his birthday week. My dad's birthday week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it's everybody's birthday week in my family. They're mostly Capricorns. Huh. Yeah. That's well, a no, very logical. Do with money? Capricorns are so good with money, usually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, many that aren't. when they have some. Yeah. And if they aren't good at, with money, they're guilty because they're not good with it. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, I well, guess I, so. I say this all the time when we talk about grieving, and, um, and we need a modern equivalent of this. But in the Victorian times, and maybe before that, but certainly in the Victorian times, when you were in mourning, you wore special clothes. You mm-hmm. wore mourning clothes, if you could afford to do that. Yep. And if you couldn't afford it, you wore a black armband. Right. So you signified, not to you, because you knew you were in mourning. You remember you are you are bereft. and But it was to remind the people around you that you were mourning, and you need to be in a certain way. Yep. And their expectations of you needed to be altered because you were not going to be in your right self. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's why I that's why my mom and I used to tangle about that subject because I always loved black. I know me too. And my mom did not want me wearing black. She said you're not going to a funeral. No child of mine is going to run around like they're going to a funeral all the time. And I was like, Mom! But Mom! (laughs) Yep, definitely. Well, so, you know, it sounds very maudlin what we're saying, but these are tools. Yes, they are tools. And tools for survival, and not just that, but... But tools to help you honor your ancestors the way you want to in a busy world. You have to take care of yourself, but you got to understand that you don't need to keep it in the closet. It no. doesn't make you weak to admit that you miss someone or that you're sorry they're gone. It doesn't make you crazy to uh, say that you speak to someone after they're gone. No, and, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, and we've got to quit with that stigma. Yes. Of my crazy aunt says she talks to blah, 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 when we ourselves do stuff like that. Exactly. I've seen a lot of that. And, and it's not even a matter of <clears throat> whether or not you believe in any kind of afterlife. Mm-mm. Because there are plenty of people that believe, and they believe in very many different things. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty of people that don't believe in that at all. They believe when you die, you're dead. But the point of grieving somebody is that they're not there anymore. Yeah. Is that they're just not there. Now, whether you believe they went on to the pearly gates or you went on, they went on to the apple orchards of Avalon or whatever, <laughs> or you believe they became food for worms, it doesn't matter. The mm-hmm. point is that that person who was important in your life is no longer there, but their importance has not lessened. Right. It's just that their presence is right. isn't right. available. And people feel it's a point of shame 
for a lot of people that I have talked to because they're not, they'll, they'll say things like, well, I really wanted to go to his funeral, but I had to work and I have 14 children that I had to take care of mm -hmm. and, and I didn't make it. And, you know, and you can hear the embarrassment, shame and guilt in, in their voice. And it's like, you know what? You have other things you can do. Yes. The list is one thing. Take some time. Light a candle. Mm -hmm. Do plant a tree. Whatever it is that that is personal to that that person. Or if you're lucky enough to have a belief system that allows for an afterlife, then by all means begin the communication. Yes. It's yes. so uh, you know, but grieve and don't be embarrassed about it, like I always am. Well, grieve and and. Also, if you want to be at a funeral, be at a funeral, and and don't feel like you just I, no, I got to work. You know, I've got more important things to do. That funeral, that funeral may be incredibly important to you. It may be yeah. it's going to be more important to you than than taking a long lunch that day so you can be at a memorial. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. And yes, many of us, especially when our elders die, we get thrown back into the lap of a family that we may have left in anger and and whose ways we don't honor and whose religion we don't honor. I cannot tell you how many Baptist and Methodist funerals I've been to where I've heard whatever I've had to hear because it was the choice of the deceased and the mm -hmm. immediate relatives around the deceased. But you know what? You just suck it up and you be there. That's mm -hmm. what I say. And if you got to sing one more time, you've got to sing Damn Amazing Grace. <laughs> or, oh, what's that other one they always sing? Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. Uh, then suck it up and sing it. And maybe sing the alto line so you challenge yourself a little bit. <laughs> but just suck it up. <laughs> Do you have a song that you're going to have? <laughs> I know. I, I hadn't thought about you it. You have. I want keening. I want a group of women who are just crying and screeching. Oh. oh, I love the idea of that. And I want, you know, I want bagpipes. I want the little pipes. Oh, yeah. Small pipes. Ellen pipes. And yeah. Then the, and then the big old bagpipes outside somewhere. Yeah. Ooh. There's nothing that will send a chill up your back like hearing bagpipes. I, I, want, I want Elton John Skyline Pigeon. Oh, yeah. You know, that's yeah. Turn Me Loose. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to listen to it. That's all. Yeah. That's that's it. I don't need any memorial or anything like that. Just everybody find that song on YouTube. Well, here's what I think would be fun, and we did this at a at a festival around Salem called uh, Hallowed Homecoming. About I don't know, must have been like 2018, maybe 2019, pre pandemic. And one of the workshops was to write your obituary. Ooh. And to start thinking about your uh, your funerary service. Whoa. And man, it was fun. And so I think I'd like to get, you know, groups of friends together. <clears throat> maybe have some little snacks and maybe something nice to drink. And figure out, what do you want your funeral? What do you want? Mm -hmm. it, it's good. That is a good idea. And make sure that somebody knows. And here's, here's, here's another tool for the arsenal. <laughs> 
get give some instructions to your friends about your social media. Yes. You, did you know you can pass on your Facebook account? <coughs> yes, you can. So that so that you know what's it called? I forget what it's called. Legacy. Yeah. It becomes what's called a legacy account. Your status is will be that status. It'll be held and. And somebody else will be able to terminate the account or keep it in that status. Yeah, yeah. That's so that all the all that part of your life mm -hmm. that was so prevalent on social media. Yes, your uh, loved ones can still visit that. Yep, yeah, you you can do it with lovely. all your social yes, media now. All your social media. Yeah. And that's a good thing to. To plan for someone to do for you. Yeah, even if most people that I know would tell their legacy, their friend, uh, just delete everything, please. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> and that's fine, too. I've found real comfort in going back, though, to some of the pages of people that have died. Yeah. And, like, because, you know, their birthdays still come up. And they'll go... Well, today's Betty Boop's birthday, and I'll go, oh, man, Betty Boop, we had such good times together. And I'll go to the page and write something like, oh, Betty, I hope you're still having as much fun as we always had. I miss you so much. Something like that. So, you know, so they're brought up to you in your mind again. I think that's lovely. That is a good thing that Facebook does. Yeah. It helps with that. And it'll, it integrates with your calendar. Mm -hmm. And so if you allow it to, to put certain things in your calendar, then then as long as Facebook exists and your calendar exists and they're playing nice together, you've got a record of it. Or you could just let it happen and then in January, print each page. Oh my God. There's your one year. There it is. Your it's record of it. Yeah. Uh, the best. <laughs> well, okay, so grief. There we go. This comes up this time most every year. Well, it is, it's such an important time culturally because we have survived the madness of that period between Thanksgiving and New Year's. And that is nothing but madness. When we ought to be resting up and darning our socks and getting ready for the new agricultural year, what are we doing? We're in some kind of damn frenzy. Because, oh my, oh my God, tickle me Elmo. My child has to have that. Where am I going to get her? I'm going to have to beat somebody up at Walmart. And we've been overworking and overeating and overspending. Yep. And not sleeping yep. enough. Exactly. Not getting any rest. And Every here year. we are. And January happens. And then, I mean, this one was especially hard, like I said, because 2021, we had expectations that things were going to change big. And... And they and they did, but not in not way. yeah, not the way we wanted it to. Um, so I think so many people. I had people that hesitated to even wish people a happy new year because they just didn't want to yeah, build up that. an expectation. Like I'm not assuming you're on a happy new year. Yeah, I, I just said, everybody, let's have, let's make this one a happy one as best we can. If 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 it is as bleak as everybody seems to think that it is, then why not? Exactly. I mean, exactly. if this is the end, why yeah, not have a good quality of life yeah. until then, you know? Or whistling past the graveyard, wherever those things there are, we do. But they're still, still damn sweet. There's no we babies are being born. Uh, bonding arrangements are being made with couples. Uh, old people
Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.